Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. As always, thank you so much for joining us. Well, big news coming out today about the COVID vaccine and how it's going to be distributed here in the great state of North Dakota. Earlier today, the North Dakota Department of Health held a press conference uh, regarding much of that information. So I'm going to share with you tonight the most important things you need to know from this pressure. But I want to start tonight with some good news here in North Dakota. Not only is the weather beautiful right now in North Dakota, this is some other good news. You can see here that the actual 14-day rolling average positivity rate, the total number of cases going down, headed in the right direction for the first time in a long time. So the obvious question as you see that diagram there, that graphic is, okay, so what's different? What is happening? Why is this happening now? There's obviously a myriad of answers that uh, could be the truth. And earlier today, Dr. Paul Carson, he's the director of the NDSU Center for Research, Immunization and Education. He was part of the North Dakota Department of Health uh, press conference earlier today. So reporters said, hey, why do you think these numbers are now going in the right direction? Here's some of what Dr. Carson had to say. You know, I don't know if if the mandates are, are responsible. What you can see on some sites that actually track compliance with measures, like what percent of people are wearing masks. It has steadily gone up in the last several weeks in North Dakota. Another measure is um, how sort of out and about we are, how, and that can be looked at with a surrogate measure of GPS cell phone mobility. There's several sites to track that, and we have. Have we, we have reduced our, our mobility. So when we know when we uh, wear masks more often and more frequently, and when we limit our gatherings and limit our uh, activity and meeting with other people, those are the things that reduce exposures and reduce transmissions. And both of those have improved for whatever reasons uh, in the last uh, at least two to three weeks. And I think that's what's uh, responsible for our declines in most counties now, which is very encouraging. So it is interesting if you look at the timeline. It does somewhat coincide with the mask mandate from Governor Burgum here in North Dakota. Now, Dr. Carson there didn't contribute it, you know, totally to a mandate, but it's just the timing bodes well for, you know, Governor Burgum to say, hey, maybe this mask mandate is actually working. Now, let's move on to the vaccine situation. The CDC um, released today actually sort of their prioritization for how they're going to distribute uh, the vaccine and who's going to be the first in line to receive the vaccine. I want to give you a quick rundown of what exactly is happening here, how fast, remember Operation Warp Speed, but how fast we actually could see vaccines here in the great state of North Dakota and even Minnesota as well. So both Moderna and Pfizer right now are working with the FDA for an emergency approval. According to the press conference earlier today, both companies are lined up for, I think it's December 14th for Pfizer. Moderna might be December 17th. Bottom line, it's mid-December. They're going to essentially have some FDA hearings to go over sort of final um, ways that they're going to say, yes, we're going to give these two vaccines a green light to be distributed in the United States pretty much immediately. According to Molly Howell earlier today from the North Dakota Department of Health, and she also works with the immunity piece of the North Dakota Department of Health, said, once they get the green light, these things will be shipped out within 24 hours. So what she suggested today is, hey, look, by mid-December, we actually get our first uh, doses of this vaccine. And what's happened now with the CDC is they've basically broken into sort of two different groups, essentially, that are top priorities. It's called 1A and 1B. And we're going to focus on 1A particularly tonight. But 1A essentially is going to be healthcare workers and then people that are living in long-term care facilities. So those are going to be the first people that will have access to this vaccine. Now, the challenge, of course, is because they can only produce so many vaccines so quickly. So here you've got this 
large group of healthcare workers, large number of people that live in long-term care facilities. So obviously not everybody's going to get a vaccine in this first shipment coming into the state. So Molly Howell, again, she broke this down. She's with the North Dakota Department of Health Immunization Program. She talked about, um, she didn't use the word, you know, how things are going to be rationed, but that's just how it's going to be. How many people we have versus how many doses are coming. Here's what she had to say earlier today. So to put it into perspective for phase 1A, which again is healthcare workers and long-term care residents, there are almost 70,000 healthcare workers in North Dakota and about 12,000 people living in long-term cares. And so for the first week's allocation, we'll have 6,825 doses to divvy up. And so because we don't have enough vaccine to give to everyone for phase 1A, we have established a North Dakota Advisory Committee on COVID vaccination ethics. This is a group made up of five people who have volunteered to advise Unified Command and the Governor's Office regarding ethical distribution of COVID-19 vaccine in the state. It's made up of five members, a physician, an ethicist, a local public health representative, a representative from the Department of Human Services, and a representative from the Department of Health. So you heard the numbers there, 70,000 uh, healthcare workers, 12,000 people on long-term care facilities, and yet only 6,825 doses. So keep your eye on those five people that are going to be part of that vaccination distribution priority plan because they're going to have obviously a lot of pressure when you've got that many people that are capable to get it versus only X number of doses. Now, one of the big questions, because this vaccine has to be at extremely, extremely uh, cold temperatures in order for it to be effective. And so there's going to be some distribution challenges, if you will. So one of the big questions is, okay, we know the challenges right now that we face in long-term care facilities, and you've got these more rural areas within North Dakota. How are we going to effectively distribute um, and give this vaccine within the long-term care facilities? Here's some again what Molly Howell had to say. I also want to mention for the long-term cares and how they will be vaccinated, uh, the federal government has stood up a federal pharmacy partnership program where they contracted with CVS and Walgreens to vaccinate uh, long-term cares who wish to be vaccinated by this program. Uh, North Dakota does not have any uh, vaccinating Walgreens. We do have six CVSs. And because we had such limited number of chain pharmacies, uh, they've also included Thrifty White in this program. So you can hear there, there's going to be CVS, Thrifty White. There might be some administrators actually at the long-term care facilities. Uh, Molly was asked about that earlier today. She said, look, we're not essentially going to have the long-term care workers um, administering the vaccine. So they're going to work out how they're going to have, I would assume, doctors and nurses there to make sure that it's being administered correctly within certain long-term care facilities. So just keep your eye on how that's going to be distributed as well because we know the importance of getting that into the long-term care facilities uh, for some of the people that seem to be most at risk as of late. Now, there's been a, a huge conversation about this vaccine. Is it going to be safe? Many people are questioning because of the, the velocity that this thing was created, meaning the, the time and how quickly. Is it going to be safe and effective? Well, Dr. Carson talked about that earlier in the press today and said, hey, based on my information, in my experience, he feels like it's going to be uh, fairly safe. They're going to use two-month uh, sort of extended trials, if you will. He says normally if you see sort of any adverse effects with a vaccine, it happens within the first six weeks. So we all know, keep a close eye on that information as well. And I want to share with you, Molly Howell talked about today what 
they're hoping to see as a percentage of North Dakotans that actually get vaccinated. And then listen to the very end, please. Um, I just really want to want to say that this vaccine is really needed to achieve community immunity or what's known as herd immunity. Um, we're hoping for a 70% vaccination rate. That's what experts say is needed in order to stop transmission of this virus in the community. But until we get there, people need to still take precautions like wearing masks, social distancing. If you're exposed, you should still quarantine in order to prevent the disease. And we all have to do this together until we can all be vaccinated. 70% vaccination rate. So, like I've told you before, I'm not an epidemiologist. I don't know all the vaccination rates with all the other things that we vaccine or have vaccines for. And yet, I'm curious for you out there, when you, when you hear about how quickly this was developed, even though you've got a lot of people out there saying, hey, it's going to be safe uh, for people, are you going to take it right away if you have the opportunity? Some of you I know are going to be yes, some of you possibly may be a no. So with that being said, one of the things that Molly was also asked today from a reporter was, hey, is there any, like if someone says, no, I, I do not want to take this vaccine right now, it was created too quickly, I'm not sure about it, whatever their excuse may be or reason, Molly was asked, hey, is there any punitive measures if someone decides not to take this vaccine? Will the government uh, do anything from a punitive standpoint against this person? She says no, so I want you to know that. But then listen closely. She brings up something interesting about uh, potentially with employers. Here's what she said. There is not punitive action if you refuse the vaccine. The state does not intend to enact any mandates regarding the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, under emergency use authorization, the vaccine cannot be required. Uh, so no, uh, there might be certain employers or health systems where if, for instance, in the future, they might say, for right now, even if you're vaccinated, you still need to wear a mask and personal protective equipment and quarantine. But in the future, I think the hope is if you're vaccinated, maybe some of that won't be needed. And so there might be some employers who might say, you know, I'm not going to give you paid time off work if you chose to be if you chose not to be vaccinated and then you get COVID or there might be employers who say, well, if you're not going to take the vaccine, then you need to wear a mask all the time or you need to uh, continue wearing personal protective equipment at the hospital. I mean, I think some of that might happen, not from the state perspective, but maybe at the employee level. So important to note, not from a state perspective, government respect per perspective, excuse me, is there going to be any punitive measures if you don't take it? But I think she brings up a fascinating point. There's going to be an interesting rub as far as personal rights, company rights, because obviously if you work for that company, they've got a right to share, hey, look, you know, you have to take this or you don't to a certain extent. And are people going to end up saying, no, I don't want to take it and then not work? So just keep your eye on where those rights are going to cross and, and how much flexibility uh, there may or may not be. I want to share with you one last clip from the North Dakota pressure and also Minnesota Governor Tim Walz had one earlier today as well that I'm going to share something with you that just jumped out to me and, and want to get your point of view on it. But here's Dr. Paul Carson talking about, hey, as soon as this vaccine's available and I have a chance to get it, I'm going to take it. And here's why. Uh, a vaccine, uh, quite honestly, is, is the only reasonable way out of this pandemic. And so choosing not to be vaccinated means choosing to likely uh, get COVID-19 in the future uh, as this uh, pandemic continues to march through the population. 
So uh, I personally uh, look at this and, um, and plan to get it. I will get it as soon as the health department deems me eligible in one of the, one of the eligible groups. I will be strongly encouraging all of my family and friends uh, to get the vaccine. And, and by doing that, we not only protect ourselves, but we become essentially a sort of a blocker or a shield to those uh, around us um, who we care about and love. So I would encourage everyone, uh, uh, every one of us in North Dakota who when we may be eligible to um, to receive this, uh, these vaccines uh, pending their approval. So with looking at your point of view, there's been a lot of conversation about the vaccine and how effective it's going to be and safe it's going to be. And so if it's available to you, are you going to take it or are you going to say, uh, not right now, I'm going to pass. Please share your point of view with us. Now, I want to share some with you because earlier today, Minnesota Governor Tim Walz did a press conference regarding COVID-19, its impact on first responders. And I've been talking tonight about the CDC and the way that they're going to lay out sort of their priorities for the vaccination. But we hear a lot about the CDC when it comes to social distancing and wearing a mask and all the different things that they suggest. So I just want to play this clip for you. This is a um, from the city of Egan. He's the a chief of police there from the city of Egan, Minnesota. Also the gentleman, he's a retired fire chief from Plato, Minnesota, small town. I think it's just southwest of Minneapolis. But I watched the pressure today and the way they started their conversation just jumped out to me. I just want to play it for you. And then if you want to share your point of view with us, we would obviously love to hear. But notice what they say about the CDC. Let's just play the clip and I'll talk about it on the other side. Since March, my organization has followed CDC guidelines for cleaning, hand washing, social distancing, along with other rules that we've implemented. However, this hasn't stopped the pandemic from impacting my organization. We've had a number of positive cases in our organization, and we've had to quarantine countless staff members due to the pandemic. From the very beginning of this pandemic, we have followed the guidelines that the governor has set out and continue to follow those today. But just like we preach about fire safety, one little spark can cause a fire. And that's exactly what happened to us. COVID-19 sparked an outbreak at the Plato Fire Department. Before we knew it, over three quarters of our fire department had been affected in one way or another from the virus. Either positive, they were tested positive, or they had been exposed. Anything jump out to you from those? two clips. What jumped out to me, and I think this is why so many of us are frustrated at times, and we talk about it a lot on the show, but things just seem to be kind of arbitrary. Like, hey, go do this, go do that. And is it effective or not? Oftentimes we don't really know. And many times it doesn't really seem to be that effective. And I say that because you heard both those gentlemen right there say, hey, look, everybody in our force, we follow the CDC guidelines. We follow what Governor Wall says. We do exactly what we're told to do. Wash our hands, wear the mask, social distance, da 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 And I get there is a you know, myriad of points where you can get you know, COVID contact and get it. My point, though, is they, they started their entire conversation saying, we followed all the guidelines. Everything we've been told to do, we followed them to a T. And yet you heard the numbers there in both those, that police chief and the retired fire chief saying, hey, but now we've got massive numbers of positive COVID. So I guess my point is how effective were those guidelines? How closely did people follow them? We, we don't know that, but I just thought it was interesting to hear them start. We followed everything, and yet it didn't seem to be that effective. That's why I think you see so much frustration with this entire situation.
All right, please share your point of view with us. We'd love to hear from you, just your take. We heard there about the vaccine distribution here in the great state of North Dakota, and we just heard there from those gentlemen from the great state of Minnesota. One last thing, and I don't think we have these graphics, Christy, but also we may talk about this tomorrow, but you may remember a while back I shared with you how Governor Wallace really didn't have any data to back up why he was going to shut down gyms in Minnesota. It was just like, hey, let's just do something. It'll make us feel good. Well, now uh, the Attorney General Keith Ellison has actually filed an injunction to shut down a gym in southern Minnesota. We're going to get that owner on the show. But it, we've said this many times before, going to the gym is going to help keep you healthy. There's a new study that talks about the importance potentially, potentially of vitamin D in fighting COVID. So there's a lot of natural ways as well that you can help uh, improve and boost your immune system, which doesn't get... I think a lot of conversation within the media. All right, please share your point of view with us because we're going to come back to many of your outstanding points of view from last night. It's very easy. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. Do we have this graphic, Christy? Um, and we'll be right back right after this.